Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fred McNair program on this Monday night. Glad you can join us here on the Braves Sports Network. Plenty of highlights and conversation to come as the Braves got off the deck, got it done, 30-19 over McNeese down in Lake Charles, our second longest road trip of the year. A big non-conference win, getting talk around the FCS, and now we get ready for SWAC action this weekend as UAPB rolls into town. Then a bye week coming up. So a pretty favorable schedule, I think, for the next two to three weeks as we try to get healthy, try to get better, obviously, and just try to get it going once again. Charles Edmond here, Brazehead football coach Fred McNair. Coach, man, congratulations, man. Big win uh, on Saturday over a very, uh, I thought, a very combative, very tough McNeese ball club. And it was, Charles. I think uh, Coach Goff had those guys ready to play, um, you know, from day one through the week you know, as coaching staff. Um, we talked about how intense the game was going to be. Um, you know, the biggest thing was through the week, you know, getting them around these young men to play hard, and which they did, Charles. I think they did a great job of coming out and, and putting forth effort, you know, effort, you know, and even though it was a, a, a 0-0 first quarter, um, just kind of filling each other out as a team and um, getting to understand uh, what we have to do to, to make plays. And um, I thought the venue was good, uh, over 12,000 people there in the stand. Um, great show and uh, just kind of remind me when the horse came out uh, back in the back in the days when I was playing with we had the brave horse <laughs> uh, you know very exciting to see that kind of stuff Charles just the just the just the um, atmosphere of the fans and um, dude, I want to thank them for coming out and and showing up um, showing their support the young men that that go out each and every day and uh, play this game the way it's supposed to be played you know just just happy to see them in the stands and um even after the game was over with, being greeted, uh, come off the field by you know, the athletic director, uh, Mr. Dito, um, his showing and um, his support uh, means a lot to this program in, in terms of what we what we need to get done. And you got a chance to see Mama Bray walk up the, the long hill uh, <laughs> uh, at the same time. You know, just the support of the fans means a lot to the young men. Just see them in the stands and um, and just continue that support on this next next week against. Um, uh, Pine Bluff this week, so it'll be great, very intriguing. Uh, the kids played hard, played with a lot of effort. You know, three phases of the ball game really showed up this week. Um, defense, offense, and special team, you know, so those guys played hard. I think the coaching staff did an outstanding job of getting these young men prepared to, to play a physical football game, in which it was. It was a very physical game, Charles, and, um, and that's the way it's played, you know, played that way, and I thought the official did a, a pretty good job of officiating the game in those terms, and, but um, it was great to see. And, uh, I'm very proud of this team and these coaching staff um, that I have here. You know, these guys put forth effort throughout the week and uh, the big do their job, and they did that, Charles, and I'm, I'm very proud of those young men that played this sport. You know, it was a big deal Saturday over there for a couple of different reasons. Lake Charles had been hit with a couple of major storms and hurricanes. The town was pretty much devastated. That press box was taken down due to a hurricane. We were sitting in, in the end zone doing the game. Um, the field was inundated. Uh, there, the lights, the reason why you know we were playing at night was because they just got the lighting structure back up because they were playing games in the daytime. Traditionally at McNeese, from what I was told, that they play their games at night. That's kind of a, a tradition. That's what the fans like. So you saw that atmosphere, and you talked about it. That was a really big deal, and that was a very energetic crowd, and uh, it was kind of a tussle there for a while. And it was, and um, you know, the biggest thing was playing down there at night. It was the same way it was 
the last time we played down there. Um, even though we, we played them here at night as well. So um, it was a great venue. I tell you, Charles, it was outstanding to pull up and tailgating going on and uh, people enjoying the festivities um, in those terms. And uh, the guys got off the bus and went straight to the locker room and got prepared to play a football game, uh, which is a game that we, would, we would very much needed to win um, just for the morale of this program. Um, these guys have played two two non-conference games before uh, that McNeese State game and and are very physical. And these guys, they deserve what they got on Saturday. Uh, was a win, Charles, just for the morale of this program. Uh, you talk about it's not how hard you, how hard you fall, but how, how can you get up from it? Uh, and I think these guys got up from two big blows, uh, the first two ball games, and really fought back um, that third ball game against McNeese State. And that's why I'm so proud of them. You know, you can easily just say. We're not going to play as hard as we did the first two games, but these young men came out and played with effort, Charles. And I'm very proud of them the way they played. And uh, they were excited. Them, those guys were excited. You can see the sideline getting really, really up for it um, in terms of offense and defense and, and the way they support each other on the sideline. And it was just big. It was a big game. Took the game a little while to get going. As we get into some of the highlights, we'll have the highlights here. Um, so it was scoreless at the end of the first quarter. It was just 78 yards of total offense in that first quarter. McNeese had 47, and we had 31. So just talk about that first quarter, kind of a tussle there, just trying to feel each other out. Just kind of just kind of feeling each other out, Charles. It's like a tug of war right now. Nobody can cross. thing was that we, we fitted up to what they was doing, offense and defense. They uh, kicked off to us uh, in the opening uh, quarter. Um, we was out, and then we kicked off to them. Defense played or a good, good, good defense, and, and got out of the ball game with uh, without scoring that first quarter. So uh, it was just a feel of feeling our way through it. And I think the second quarter really got kind of it kind of heated up a little bit, Charles. Yeah, let's let's look at the second quarter as we started the second quarter uh, at our thirty yard line, and we were able to get a touchdown out of it. Nico Duffy for thirteen yards. That was set up by Aaron Allen, fifteen yard run. Um, it was a second down and six, and there was a pass incomplete to Juan Anthony, and there was a pass interference call on Malik Welch that kind of set up the drive. So talk about those last three plays, Juan Anthony's pass interference, and then Aaron Allen and Nico Duffy giving your team the lead. You know, the biggest thing was, you know, the uh, charge was the, the, the pass interference. It was legit. You know, though, like I said, you know, at the beginning, the referee did a great job of, uh, of officiating the ball game. Uh, you know, and uh, the thing is you, you get – they hand off to Nico, and Nico is small in stature, but he got a big heart, job. He run the he run the ball like he's two hundred some pounds. Uh, very very outstanding young man, and like I say, him and um, those guys in that in that running back room really complement each other. You know, in terms of what they do on the field. Just we're we're looking at the highlights here. Of course, we'll have highlights throughout. Defensively, stood tall. Uh, Nico Duffy. I mean, just you know, you have Leatherwood. You know, you obviously have Nico Duffy. I mean, so you, you've got a really good three-headed monster there, a little change of pace with each one of the three backs that we have. Oh, it is, Charles. You know, you like um, kind of pound the ball, and Nico kind of, kind of like a like a, like a a jet in the night, you know, and uh, he moves the ball very well and runs very well. So uh, Leatherwood, he's going to be that pounder. Uh, that guy that's going to take the hand off and just lean forward and get as much as he can. So he does a real good job of running the football. Um I've never seen him get knocked backwards uh, on a running play. He always leaned forward, forward lean, uh, with his shoulder pads down. Yeah, he always seems to get positive yards. You very seldom, you know, when you call Leatherwood, when you call his number, he, he doesn't get negative yards. It's either a neutral deal or a positive deal. And you're correct. And uh, you can see the runs that he makes and, uh, and what he did this game. Uh, 
had, had 11 carries, you know, uh, for 80 yards and did an outstanding job uh, rushing the football for us. 70-yard drive, Coach McNair. We led 7 to nothing. Then later in the quarter, uh, we got the ball. Uh, they got the ball at their own four-yard line. And then Kadem, let's talk about him. They have two sophomore quarterbacks. Young, obviously, trying to get some experience. You know, talk about the challenges that Knox Kadem presented in this game. You know, I, I kind of thought that he was going to present a present problem with his with his arm, and he did. And he did. he threw the ball very well in terms of uh, of throwing the ball to his guys. Open eyes that he did. Um, you see, he was um, he was he threw the ball well, Charles. And you know, sixteen to thirty three uh, with two touchdowns. And I think he spread the wealth around very well in terms of what he did offensively uh, for McNeese State. So, Cadence pass complete complete to clink for ten yards, and then a forced fumble. Recovered by Kinsler. We'll be calling his name a little bit later on. Obviously, a play there that he was involved in. So, talk about that, getting the ball loose. We got a turnover. We got the lead. And now the defense starting to flex his muscles a little bit. It's a drill that Coach Thomas Coach and work, worked throughout the week, you know, um, creating turnovers. Uh, it's a turnover drill. Uh, everybody getting to the ball, creating turnovers. Look at the white shirts around the football, Charles. And uh, KJ comes up with the formal, and, uh, and we're in position to, to, to score another touchdown now. That was perfect. I mean, that was a basketball hop right to him, right place, right time. As you got to say one time before, Charlie, that ball got to bounce your way. And I think right there you got a good bounce off that ball to, to bounce into his It was always a physical game overall, Coach. I mean, we, we really did defensively. We, we kind of laid some wood out there. We did. We put the hat down on him, Charles. And, uh, you know, that's what the guys been doing. And, you know, it's not like other, you know, other games we played. We haven't done it before. But uh, this game was very physical, and the guys – Really uh, got a chance to put the hat down. So with that turnover, we got the ball at McNeese's 24-yard line, and then Jarvion Howard, 11-yard run, and we're up two scores. So we're able to capitalize on the turnover. We had a long field, and now we capitalize on a short field. Very impressive run, Charles. And this, this guy, he never stops his feet uh, in terms of what he do with the football. Uh, he got the ball on a toss to the left side and got cluttered up right there, but his feet never stopped and was able to bounce off and and put his hands on the ground and score a touchdown right here, Charles. That's a very impressive run. You know, you're on the sideline, you really can't see him come up out of it uh, until he get across the goal line. So uh, did a great job of getting across the, the stripe. Yeah, I mean, he went left and then cut back right and was able to keep his balance. You just saw the highlight there. For him to be able to do that, I mean, I understand he's one of the first guys out there working on his craft, and you, you kind of see the results of that hard work because that was a tough, hard run just lowering his shoulders, getting in there. And like I said, those guys, they, they work hard together, and Coach Boo does a great job of, of the drills that he has for them, uh, getting them in and out of drills and, and making those kind of plays. You know, they come with the drills that he teach. Um, so during the course of the day, I'm, I'm moving around, evaluating the coach and, and watching the players, see what they've been taught, and there's some of the things that, that you see on film with these guys running the football and, and pass level and all that kind of stuff. That's what the coaches teach uh, during the course of their individual drills. So with those two scores, Coach, we're up 14-0, getting control of the football game in the first half. McNeese next drive started at the 6:02 mark. Uh, penalty for a false start set them back. They had a second and 27, and then the drive continued and installed at midfield. Then we got the ball at our 11-yard line, Coach, and Aaron Allen's pass to Montario Hunt for 89 yards. Nice pass with a little air under it, and Hunt was able to run under it. Yeah, the big-time play there, you know, we – um, Allen, he, he learned from his mistakes and I always talk about never overthrow a wide open receiver. Just give him a chance, and that's what he did right there, Charles. He put it right on the receiver's head and gave him a chance to, to make a play on the ball. And uh, 
Montario Hunt, catch the ball and strive for the goal line. So um, there's some of the things that these guys are capable of doing, and uh, hopefully we'll see more of it this coming weekend. I mean, and that was a 50-50 ball right there. As you're looking at the highlight for those watching, it was a 50-50 ball, and it could have been knocked away, but good job by, by Hunt staying with it. So you talk about the receivers. You know, talk about Hunt and where he fits in into that stable of receivers that we have. He's a dynamic player, uh, Charles, and, uh, coming from Rutgers. Do an outstanding job during the course of practice. He works. He works very hard, extremely hard. You know, we got a bunch of receivers that do the same thing, Charles. Any uh, combination we put out, two guys, but we have we have eight guys that can really make plays um, on the football. Like I said, the quarterback is very good at just give them a chance to make plays, and um, and uh, that's my thing that I that I hate quarterback throwing the ball out of bounds and uh, <laughs> overthrowing wide open receivers. So uh, we're still about that, and uh, they does a great job of communicating that to themselves as well. It seems like now Aaron Allen has seemed to settle in a little bit. There have been some receivers open, uh, and really he has surprised me in terms of his ability to create plays with his feet. I mean. I was told when he arrived that maybe he's not as mobile, but he has surprised me these first few games and how he's able to keep plays alive. And he's a big guy, big target. I mean, maybe someone told me a story, but that's what I was told. But he has surprised me. Has he surprised you at what he's been able to do with his legs? You know, I've never seen him run, uh, you know, in the past charge and the things that he do. But uh, during the course of recruiting, we watched film on him and, and the things that he could do with his legs. So it doesn't really surprise me. Uh, that he's doing that with his legs. I don't think he that's something that he really want to do, but in some cases you have to do that. you got to be a mobile quarterback um, in that, that position to, to make plays because it's going to present itself sometimes, um, you know, just being able to run the football for first downs and, and make plays with your legs. So he's capable of doing it, um, you know, just how much that we want him to do it uh, is the thing. So um, he know when he has to do it, we need to get a first down, we need to get it. So um, he just understands it the whole maintenance of the, the quarterback position. Is he, does it seem like he's getting more comfortable in the operation and learning this offense? I think he is. It made progress from game one to, to game two to game three. You know, um, you see progress being made. You know, he's not making the same mistakes over and over again. So uh, one of the players that really strives off make, doing the best that he can and not making the same mistakes twice. Um, so he's been very positive on things that he's doing. Uh, very good film, you know, ask questions during the film, film study and all that kind of stuff. He want to learn as uh, much as he can uh, during the course of the week. Uh, so when the weekend comes, it's almost like it's automatic in, in the things that he does on the field. That big throw that made it 21 to nothing, Coach, so 3.30 left in the first half. Uh, McNeese got the football at the 41-yard line. They got to the Braves 14 where the drive stalled there, Coach. Uh, there was a big play on that first pass. Mason Pierce for 59 yards and a parent touchdown. But it was called back due to a holding call, Coach. So we caught a little bit of a break there on that first play of that drive. And that's something I kind of stayed on the officials about uh, during the course of the game, Charles, because uh, they was really holding our defensive, defensive front uh, several times. And, uh, you know, I think that I probably made them call. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stayed on them a lot. That was a Fred McNair uh, call? Yeah, that was a Fred McNair <laughs> call. See, holding Devin Dawson right there. Oh, yeah. They just, yeah. They just take him down. That wasn't the first time either, Charles. So it was. Several penalties that could have been holding penalties. Um, like I said, you can call a holding penalty on every play. You know, just that when they call at the right time. So I've uh, been able to. Punt. 
Well, they got a field goal attempt. Garrison Smith's field goal from 31 yards, and that made it a 21-3. to And, Coach, that was our score at the end of the first half. Uh, 113 yards passing in that second quarter to McNeese's 73. 21-3. What, what impressed you about the first 30 minutes? You know, the great thing is we came out. We came out with a, with a head on fire charge and, and made plays. And uh, defensive, defensive stood up. Uh, just allowed them that field goal there in the first half. And, and the thing was, we put points up on the board, you know, uh, the first half. And, uh, and uh, you know, just talking to, to, to the sideline reporter, Mr. Tim, you know, the biggest thing was we had to come out and play a better half. You know, that was a cold conversation at halftime, you know, going in and uh, just making sure these guys understand, you know, um, this happened before. You know, we just can't continue to have a, a letdown in the second half. And uh, that was the biggest speech of the, of the halftime charges. Getting the guys to understand, we still got to go out and play another thirty minutes of football. Yeah, you don't want another flashback of Stephen F. Was twenty-four to ten. You're exactly right, um, and you know that after coming back up halftime, and you kind of see what really happened at the halftime. So, um, but they bounced back from it. They had to get a chested breath and, and move forward. Give us a call 601-877-6595. Let's go to the phone lines. We have Marquise standing by on the phone line 601-877-6595. Give us a call. Good evening, Marquise. How are you doing, sir? How you doing, Charles? Doing well. How you doing, coach? Marquise, what's been going on, man? I'm glad y'all got that win. Man. Well, that was a big win, uh, Marquise. I think the guy came out and played very hard. Did the thing it took to get a win, you know, down in Lake Charles. So I was very excited about that victory. I know what that time is. Flex time now. That's the best thing Dean Boone can ever say. It's whack time, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Reward points or cash back for this, that, and everything in between. With an addition financial premier rewards or cash credit card, you'll earn mega points or cold hard cash with each swipe. Plus rack up five times reward points on quarterly categories, like all recurring payments made using your card now through March 31st. Visit additionfi.com slash your new card to apply now. Equal opportunity lender. Show your school spirit, plus get $100 with an addition financial Aspire checking account designed just for college students. Join the official financial institution of the UCF Knights, Seminole State College, and Valencia College and get a debit card with your school's design. There's no minimum balance fee and no money down to open your account. Plus, no hoops to jump through to get your $100. Visit additionfi.com slash openaspire to join now. Federally insured by NCUA. They lost this past weekend against Oklahoma State. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, I beat them last year. So, I, I, I think y'all might, you know, win in that game, but uh, y'all might be two and two. I like that, Marquise. In preparation this week, that's our ultimate goal to come out and win on Saturday, man. All right, Marquise, uh, th- you, got, you got one more question? Y'all be pants a little, y'all gonna be two and two. And uh, y'all be uh, mixed to the daddy, y'all gonna be three. Y'all be subtle, y'all be four and two. <laughs> you, you y'all got... be uh, <laughs> remnant, y'all be five and two. Y'all be six, 
Uh, they Yeah, that's right. All right, Marquisa, thank thank you very much. Thank you very much for calling in. Uh, we got some other calls to get to. We, we appreciate it. Mar- Marquisa's already setting it in motion, Coach. Marquise got it down. Marquise got it down. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a time out here. We'll look at the third quarter where things got a little interesting. We've had a player ejected, the targeting, Kinsler, all of that. We have questions. Coach McNair has answers. We'll get to it after this on the Fred McNair Show. My son Aiden has asthma. Secondhand smoke has triggered his asthma so badly, he ended up in the emergency room and spent multiple nights in intensive care. Now he's on a whole bunch of medications. My tip to you is, don't be shy about telling people not to smoke around your kids. Half of U.S. kids are exposed to secondhand smoke. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. Consider online pharmacy? Explore BeSafeRx to find useful information and resources to help you purchase medicines safely online. A safe online pharmacy requires a doctor's prescription has an address in the United States, has a licensed pharmacist, and is licensed by a state pharmacy board. It's best to stay away from online pharmacies that don't meet these criteria. Discover more helpful tips and resources at BeSafeRx. Go to FDA.gov slash BeSafeRx. All right, welcome back to the Fred McNair Radio Program. Tonight's edition of the Fred McNair Radio Program is brought to you in part by C Spire. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That's Seaspire Country on a Saturday. And while fans show up for their teams, Seaspire Business is here to help the stadium's team up their IT game. While the players run ironclad defense, all world-class IT experts do the same with state-of-the-art network security. While the running backs redefine fast, we do too with warp speed connectivity. Discover IT solutions to scale up your business and future-proof operations. Welcome to Seaspire Country, where champions reign. Visit seaspire.com slash business for details. All right, welcome back to the Fred McNair program. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. You can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. A bunch of questions and tweets to get to, Coach, so we'll get to that as we roll along. All right, let's get to the third quarter. So in the third quarter, Coach McNeese got the football, and they got a touchdown, making it 21-10 to as they got the ball at the 38-yard line. Four plays, 62 yards. Uh, D'Angelo Durham from 14 yards out. Coach, talk about Magnese's running games. We're looking at the highlight here. Uh, you know, they had, they had a wide receiver about 5'7", 160 pounds soaking wet. That was just a, a problem for us. But then D'Angelo Durham with a touchdown right here. Oh, yeah, Charles. I mean, this split zone. Um, they run inside. Uh, they can't get out of, uh, out of gap. And they score a touchdown on that play. So 
Uh, the biggest thing is, you know, we just can't give up that play coming out of halftime. Um, I mean, it seemed like almost like deja vu of the Stephen of Austin game, you know, coming out at halftime and getting up and scoring. You know, we, we understood that as coaches and um, making sure that we just got this cramp down a little bit more and, and play tougher coming out of the halftime. It was a 19-yard kickoff return by Pierce, and then Pierce for 14 yards, McMahon 34 yards r- rushing. Talk about the running attack, Coach, that they that they brought to the table. They they presented some problems a lot of times. You know, the, the, the safety didn't come down the field um, on the outside and um, on the play. Uh, we missed a few tackles uh, in some scenarios and uh, let those guys run free a little bit. But some of the things that we – we are going to correct, and um, I think Coach Thomas is in, in, in the battle with that now, making sure that's that's uh, that's corrected and, uh, and doing the things we need to do to get the ball to the turf. So with that touchdown, it was 21-10 to 10 with 13.40 left in the third quarter. We got the ball at the 25-yard line. We went three and out on a fourth and two on a Keani 33-yard punt. Kinsler was called for what was called on the field as a targeting play. It was reviewed. And he was ejected. And uh, we've got that right here on the punt return. I thought that that should not have been. It looked like he didn't lean in with the head. I thought it was a solid hit. What did you see? What were you told? It was the same thing to me. I thought it was a, I thought it was a great hit. But during the targeting, in the bylaw of the targeting rule, um, you know, he didn't use the crown of his hat uh, to make the play. Um, he just used the face mask, but in the targeting rule, it states that you can't hit above the, the shoulder, the neck area, uh, to to bring a player down. So a player that's unprotected, uh, as a partner is, um, and just that way. But just hitting up above the neck area, the shoulder area of the player, a defensive player, they call it, uh, what got him uh, so a little bit lower, it wouldn't have been targeting, but because it was up above the, shoulder, the shoulders and above, that's what caused it. That is correct. Mm. And I know that that was a tough deal there. Having to make an adjustment on the fly, you were without Cheerloose, and now you're without Kinsler. So, I mean, I'm, was that going through your mind as you were just trying to process all of that? You know, the biggest thing is, you know, we Coach Quinn does a real good job of developing depth. And also, too, we, we lost uh, uh, Wallace Melton uh, at that same spot, too, at the safety spot. Uh, McCullum st- stepped in and played, and we had another guy, uh, Chad Peters, uh, transfer from, came in and played, uh, you know, at that position too as well. But you know, just the old guys, the coaches, they're really doing a great job of developing depth at those positions. Positions that's what really helps us out this course of this ball game. Our defensive front had a lot of more depth than we did in the past, and that would able us to get those ten sacks. You know, Charles and was phenomenal. Uh, those guys play lights out. So with that disqualification, uh, McNeese got the football at the 49-yard line, got to the 12, and a field goal was missed of 36 yards. So how was how big was that? You lose Kinsley. You talked about no no chair loose. You lose another player on that back end. And on that particular drive, that probably was a swinging point, a momentum changer in the game, the fact that that field goal was missed. We kind of dodged the dodged the bullet right there. We did. Uh, that field goal kind of kind of helped the charge, and at the, at the end of the day, that field goal um, was big. You know, KJ he's on the field goal block team as well, so we, we lose another we lose him there too as well. So, um, but you know, those guys they they gave good push up front uh, with the field goal attempt to to kind of block try and block it, 
Uh, sometimes that throws the kicker and the timing off uh, if you're doing that as well, Charles. So they gave a good thrust push um, on the offensive line front and uh, tried to block that kick, but he just missed it. So with that, we catch a break. We move forward to seven and a half minutes left in the third quarter. We get the ball at the 18-yard line, Coach, and uh, Keani with a field goal of 28 yards to go up two scores, 24 to 10. Put a nice drive together, 11 plays, 71 yards, taking up 446. So after we lose Kinsler, they miss a field goal. Midway through the third, we come back, and then we make a field goal to try to get that momentum back again. And that's the biggest thing, too. You, like I said, you love to score a touchdown on those drives like that, but uh, you know, he's a good weapon for us, too. You know, he scored points for us and all, so I thought he did a great job of uh, kicking the ball on extra points and, uh, and field goals uh, on Saturday. Well, 2.48 left in the third. Just when we may be close to maybe putting it away, perhaps they get it, but 2.48 left in the third. Uh, Kadem was sacked. as Ballard got the sack, so second and 15. And then they were able to score on a pass to Senegal from 21 yards on first and 10 from the Braves. 21-yard line. Pierce set it up with a 24-yard return uh, before that. So talk about that drive, Coach. Looked like we had them backed up. They went five plays, 75 yards, and 209. And, man, that was uh, that was quick, and it seemed like it was easy. Oh, they they, they does a real good job with the RPOs, Charles. Kind of set in. Uh, you know, Coach Thomas, he, he said it, said it best with, with the things they do in the RPO. You know, the safety not coming down, fitting it up um, right there at that, that, that point. So, um, they came back and did a great job making an adjustment at halftime uh, to, to score a touchdown. So that made it 24-17 to 17 going into the fourth quarter. We'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll take a look at that fourth quarter where a safety was involved and things got a little bit interesting in that fourth quarter. We'll talk about that. We've got plenty of text and tweets coming in. We'll get to it all. We'll have the SWAC report, and we'll look at Doc Gamble's UAPB Ball Club. All that coming up after this on the Fred McNair Show. I got it. I got it, too. Of course I got it. Do you get it? Still unsure about getting the COVID-19 vaccine? Get the facts. Sign up and get your vaccine today. And let's stop COVID in its tracks. It's on you. Learn about why other people like you got it and how you can get it at igotitms.com. This message is brought to you by the Jackson Heart Study Community Engagement Center. And the Mississippi SEAL Team. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Mississippi Army National Guard. Aired by the Mississippi Association of Broadcasters and this station. All right, halfway through the Fred McNair program, give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. And you can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. All right, Coach, let's look at the fourth quarter. Things got a little interesting, the safety in there. So let's take a look at it. In the fourth quarter, we were able to get a field goal uh, early in the fourth quarter um, as we went 54 yards in seven plays. You know, Keani's three field goals were huge. You know, we talked about the, the punting situation coming out of Stephen F. People were w- wondering about it, and you seem to be pretty firm that he would turn things around. He's been in your office. You all have had conversations. 
And three field goals on Saturday, they were huge. And that was a huge one there to give us a 10-point lead, 27-17 into the fourth quarter. And it's key to charge. And, you know, the biggest thing is up until that point right there, I think we went for it on uh, fourth down before we kicked out and we converted on fourth down and hoping that we got a chance to score a touchdown off that, that fourth down conversion. And he's able to come on and, and kick a field goal for us and put us up 10 there. Um, very solid, very solid kicker, Charles, and I see him every day working on his craft. And uh, that's, he does a real good job of, of, of kicking the ball, and, and uh, he turned the punting around too. I mean, he did a great job. The special team was one of the focus points of that game to me, Charles, in terms of what they did on special teams, covering the punts and uh, the kickoffs and things like that. Even after the safety, we had a kick from the twenty, and we were able to pin them back on the inside of the thirty-yard line. That was huge. Um, normally, you don't get that. But that guy did a great job of running down on special team and uh, stopping the return from getting any yards like that. So we got that 10-point lead, 27-17. to 17. We got off the field on a 4th and 7 and Edding's 38-yard punt. Then we got the ball at the 14-yard line, a pass complete of, to Bowler for a loss of 4. So we're backed up to our 10, and Aaron Allen took a sack and a safety. Uh, talk about that particular play. I know he tried to get outside the pocket to throw it away, but the rush was coming in on him, and he couldn't get it away. I just wish that he would have just uh, saw the saw what I saw during the course of that that whole play. It was man free, and uh, we had Terry Hunt down at the bottom of the of the screen um, of, of to our sideline one on one with a DB. So I wish he would just drop back and and just threw it to that side uh, without any reading of that play. Um, you know, just take his eyes off of it. See my Terry Hunt at the bottom of the screen, just give him a chance, you know. But he got flushed out of the pocket and, and no right there at the end. Pretty much did. You talked about the trenches against Tulane. And by the way, Tulane beat Kansas State on the road the other day. So it says a lot about Tulane. But you talked about the trenches last week. Talk about our battle in the trenches on Saturday. Defensively, 10 sacks. I think we won that battle. But offensively, our O-line versus their D-line, how do you think we uh, held up? I think Coach Peck kind of mixed it up the first quarter. I mean, we've seen a lot of different looks, three down, four down, a lot of twists and stuff like that. A lot of moving in that first quarter up front for our offensive linemen. Uh, I think we just got to slow it down a little bit in what we're doing in our tracks and, and our combo blocks and, uh, and just get our head up and, and make those blocks. And, and I think, you know, the biggest thing was, you know, he had a, a lot of mixture in what he was doing up front in terms of mixing up on the defense for us. Uh, but, you know, the guys got grip, and uh, they, they caught on and, and kind of settled in after the first quarter was over in, and we were able to open up gaps and protect the quarterback like they should. And uh, So, you know, they did a great job. They, those guys work good together. Those five guys that start uh, does a tremendous job during the course of practice of identifying the looks in the fronts of the defense. And, and uh, Steve Carter makes the right calls, and, um, you know, they, Kind of missed a couple of them last week against Tulane. And just being able to correct those things on Sunday night practice is, is big for us. You know, we go out on Sunday night and we practice on Sunday night. And you know, we take Monday off and, and kind of evaluate film and get ready for another game on the Saturday. But those guys did a great job up front. You know, we've got some guys up front that's going to really be very good. All right, so with with the – with the points that we got, 27 to 19 at that point, Coach, the momentum definitely turned. Uh, so now we needed to get something. 10-21 left, needed to take some time off the clock. A touchdown or a two-point conversion ties this game up, and we started at our 48-yard line uh, with 10-21 left and was a heavy dose of Nico Duffy 
five straight runs. And on a third and seven from McNeese's 23, Howard with a gain of 12, Howard again for seven. Then you're able to get a field goal attempt of 21 yards. That took up 356, 11 plays, 44 yards. So when you look at that, Coach, um, interesting situation there. We're able to take some time off the clock, but more importantly, we're able to get three points. And that was huge. That was huge. That put us up two scores. I think I scored two touchdowns, Charles, to, to kind of get back. Yeah. You know, I think that, that field goal, that was huge. Uh, the things that we did during the course of that, that whole possession, just taking some time off the clock as well. Uh, you know, just talking to the coach, the thing that we need to do is uh, we need to get first down, convert. Took some time off the clock and uh, was able to hold up right there. We're able to hold up. We're able to get the ball later with 524 left, just trying to salt it away. And on a second and eight, uh, Howard fumbled the ball, recovered by Enos Lewis. And so still an opportunity there for McNeese. He took time off the clock, but ball protection definitely a key there. And it was. And uh, you not even expect to put the ball on the ground uh, is Howard uh, because he, they protect the ball so well. And that's one thing uh, Coach Booz take pride in, those guys securing the ball. And we gave him a chance there and was able to get, a, get him down to the turf. Um, to make them play play offense and just run some more time off the clock. They got the football, but then our defense, I mean, how fitting is it? Our defense stepped up on the very next play. Cadem's uh, pass picked off by McCollum. And so... Show your school spirit, plus get $100 with an addition financial Aspire checking account designed just for college students. Join the official financial institution of the UCF Knights, Seminole State College, and Valencia College and get a debit card with your school's design. There's no minimum balance fee and no money down to open your account. Plus, no hoops to jump through to get your $100. Visit additionfi.com slash openaspire to join now. Federally insured by NCUA. Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte technology careers at Deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte. Our, our back end did well up front, 10 sacks, and the defense really shut the door right there. You know, just good to see uh, McCullum come back into the game and, and play the way he did and get that pick there because I took him out of the game early for a sportsman-like deal. Um, and I uh, just took him out, uh, came back in, and was able to make that reception. That was it. That's how the game ended. I mean, good win, um, 30-19, to 19, and just a, a really, really, really solid, solid effort defensively. I mean, you, you just can't say enough about this, this defense in, in terms of stepping up, and, you know, they're just trying to stretch the ball down the field there. You see the pick there. Uh, what we did up front – Coach, I mean, were you really, really looking for something for for your defense and just trying to make some things happen? Ten sacks, I mean, that's unbelievable. Playing, in, you know, playing a solid McNeese team. Yeah, they had struggle, but you get ten sacks on the road against a team that can spray it around. Well, that says a lot. And it is, Charles. I think the defensive line did an outstanding job of, of getting sacked. That front seven play uh, lights out, Charles. You know, you get ten sacks in, in one ball game. That's, that's pretty big, uh, Coach. Uh, Coach Bradley does a great seeing those guys up front. Um, Deion Robinson does a great job with the backers, uh, creating lanes. See Chris Ballard there uh, making a play there. And Malachi Bailey, uh, all those guys up front. Devin Dawson, you know, those guys play well. Terrence Ellis, 
at the linebacker position. The guys that really put a lot of heat on the quarterback. And I think Coach Thomas did a great job of, of mixing it up, you know, um, with those guys and playing fast and, and, and putting pressure on the quarterback. And that's the part I like. You know, I like pressure, uh, putting pressure on the quarterback. So uh, did a great job. Defense played lights out, Charlie. They played with a lot of emotion, uh, played with some enthusiasm. Uh, and they were very excited when they make plays. You know, that, that's part of it. Um, I think the shape. I think at the end of the ball game, we start pushing around on offense. Um, there at the end, uh, but these guys they play with play with a lot of heart, and, um, and they just they deserve this win uh, more than anything. So as we look at the final numbers here, I mean, you look at the fact that we had 189 yards through the year. Um, Aaron Allen, 15 of 27 for 189. We talked about him, but then you look at the rushing attack: 52 carries for. 215 yards, over four yards per carry there. Leatherwood, 80 yards. Howard with 74. Duffy, 61. That's uh, that's pretty balanced, isn't it? It is. That's one thing that we strive to do during the course of this year. We got we got some backs that can carry the football. We just don't want one having a big load than the other one. So we kind of split time. I think Coach Booth does a great job of interchanging those guys and getting them reps. And um, you know, hope we continue that, uh, uh, Charles, in terms of balancing running back. Uh, carries out. Defensively, Coach, Terrence Ellis, he was all over the field for the second straight game. Six tackles, two sacks, two TFLs. That means tackles for loss. Uh, part of that 10-sack uh, effort. So we want to give credit to all the guys who got the sacks. Dawson with a couple of sacks. Ellis with a couple of sacks. Ross with a half a sack. Bailey with two sacks. Rice with a sack. A half a sack by Deer and Ballard with two sacks. So all over the place, Coach, defensively. But talk about Ellis. It seems like every time in the open field you call Ellis's name, you know, he's, think, uh, second game in a row, he's led the team in tackles. I think the biggest thing is, you know, the guy's really stepping up and, and doing things he's supposed to do. Uh, uh, Cherry loses out um, during the two-lane game, came in and made plays, and he's making plays again here. So um, he's really stepped up in, in terms of his play. Um, that's the thing that we look for in a football program and in a position. You know, if a guy's out, who's going to be the next guy to step up? Um, and I think he's doing a great job. guys did a great job of spreading the sacks around. I, I just I never had a chance to say that part, spreading the sacks around, you know. <laughs> uh, but those guys did an outstanding job of, of doing that uh, charge. And um, those guys phenomenally work well together during the course of practice. And uh, like I said, Coach Bradley does a real good job just to go down and, and, and Sit and stand around and watch him coach those guys uh, in his position, time, individual time. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, the guys are really, really buying into the system and things that, the things that he's trying to get them to do and get them to understand um, in that term. You know, so the defense play fast, and, and Coach Thomas got those guys playing really fast. So um, it's only going to get better, hopefully, Charles, and we're going to work at it all this week and get ready for a good Pine Bluff team coming in. I tell you what, you know, it was tough this time. Last week we were sitting here in the same spot. It was a tough week. A lot of questions, a lot of frustration, a lot of disappointment, some anger, you know, kicking chairs around and all that. Folks just weren't happy. But a lot of people are happy this week because McNeese, by the way, had not lost a game to a SWAC team. They were 15-0 and until Saturday night. So that was a huge game that got a lot of conversation, Coach, all over social media. I mean, despite the 0-2, despite what they were going through as a program, that was still a pretty good win. You're scoring a bunch of points. Your defense stood tall, and your special teams did some good stuff. So you talked about it, an all-around win, and you want to keep that going. You know, I, I, I think about what you said about frustration, Charles. 
Uh, until you sit in this seat when I'm sitting in, there's no frustration. Uh, you know, in, in terms of, of, of the fans, until you sit in this head coaching seat, there's no frustration. Uh, no more than what I get. I get frustrated a lot uh, of things that, that goes on. Only each other and where they play the game. There's no other frustration to me. Uh, and these guys understand that. These guys know how frustrated it is to coaches when, when you don't do your job uh, in those terms. So uh, when you talk about frustration, I promise you, uh, those fans have no worry in frustration uh, in terms of that. Strengthen this coaching staff and the way we try to get these young men to play hard each and every week. You know, uh, you know, at times, I wish I could be in the stands sitting down watching the game, you know. But unfortunately, I'm here coaching this football program at all points and enjoying it. And enjoying it, and uh, but you know, frustration sets in. It's gonna happen. Um, as a coach, as a player, as a as a, as a, as a, a position coach, it's gonna happen. So, uh, but in terms of that, you know, just to break that ter- trend of of um, Big McNeese State and the school uh, swag history, you know, that's a great feeling. And I didn't know anything about that until you know, probably after the game over with or uh, Sunday morning, uh, because I don't look at stats, Charles. I, I I don't look at stats, and the only time I do that when I Come to the radio show, and we have to tell things about how each, how each and every player played. But um, stats is not something I look at. I just look at the at the way we prepare our young men to play the game. Um, you know, and you're going to lose. Um, they have to understand that. Everybody can't win. Uh, but, you know, the biggest thing is we have to coach these young men up to go out and compete each and every Saturday and just have fun doing it. That's the biggest thing. If they can have fun doing it, playing the game they play and love it, I'm all behind them, and that's where we are as a coaching staff in terms of what we try to do to the young men. Well, obviously a bunch of questions. We're going to get to those. Your text, 601-301-2611. You can tweet a question, Tall Man Radio. We have texts and tweets coming in, and we'll preview UAPB. We'll get to all of that coming up after this. The Old Country Store is a proud supporter of Oakland Braves football. For the best in down-home cooking like Grandmama used to do, you need to stop one by. The Old Country Store and see Mr. D and his staff. You'll be glad you did. I'm getting hungry just by talking about it. The Old Country Store is open daily for dining or carry out. And when you go by, tell Mr. D you heard on WBRL 91.7 FM. The Old Country Store is located at Highway 61 in Lorman, Mississippi. Look for the marquee picture of Mr. D holding that famous fried chicken. And when you go by, ask him to sing the grandmama song. That's the Old Country Store, open for business. The Old Country Store is a proud supporter of Alcorn Braves football. And remember to please be safe. All right, welcome back to the Fred McNair program, coming to you live from the Jack Spinks Marino Casim Stadium Media Room, where we hope Saturday night about uh, 935 we'll be able to have some positive news coming from this room as the Braves will take on UAPB and we know a Braves victory over Doc Gamble's ball club. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. Up until Saturday, UAPB was averaging, I think, 62 points a game uh, through the two previous games. So this team can score some points, and it took 39 last year as we got out of Pine Bluff with a win. So I think it'll be a lot of fireworks on high school and community colleges day. All right, Coach, let's get to the, uh, the uh, text line um, here. You talk about the uh, third quarter. Uh, coming out from halftime, Marlo Stanfield texting from Cambridge in the U.K. We appreciate his text. Uh, what can we do to address the slow start 
in the third quarter, coming out, just starting out fast in the third quarter, just like we do sometimes in the first. I think it's more of a more of the mindset of, of the young men to come out and play the game, and you know they get conservative a lot of times, and we I got to do a better job of preparing to come out uh, at the halftime uh, to get these guys not to give up the plays in the in the um, in the third quarter at the beginning of it. It's culture we see. Uh, how things are done, and we just got to make make better uh, what we do in terms of getting the young men ready to play come out of halftime. Uh, Kermit texted in the status of Adarius Fair. Is he enrolled? Yes, he's enrolled. He's enrolled. Uh, he's been doing good. He's been practicing, practicing well, and, you know, and some of those guys, you know, they they in the process of, of, of trying to transition uh, to make plays and trying to get most of these guys to, 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 to really just – practice the way it should be and, uh, and, and, and do things to get on the field. Your uh, feet, Alexis Smith compliments the 10 sacks. Um, the missed tackles. Uh, talk about the tackling on Saturday. Me and Coach Tom, we talked about that on, on, on yesterday as well, Charles, and I think that we just kind of run through the players instead of diving at them. And uh, he sees the same thing that my, my vision see in terms of making plays and making tackles um, throughout the whole process. Some of the things that we, it's easy to fix, but just the little things that we got to do to tweak it a little bit and get to understand. Um, you can't dive at something you can't see. You know, you got to go ahead and touch it. Uh, and that's the thing that yesterday in terms of, of guys missed tackles and stuff like that. All right, so we talked about the injuries. Uh, let's start, obviously, with Kinsler. From my understanding, he'll miss the first half on Saturday? Yeah, he'll miss the first half. And any time you get a target in uh, if it was the first half, he, he he wouldn't have to miss the game. We had to set up the second half of that game, but it occurs in the second half of the football game, so he'll miss the first half of this Pine Bluff game. And with the, I don't know if it's a new rule. I think it's maybe a couple of years old. It used to be when you were ejected for something like that, you had to go to the locker room, but you can stay on the sideline. Yeah, I think the I think they what they come up with, they want to uh, punch the punch the player too much and and have him go sit in the locker room for the rest of the game, and they decide to just leave him on the field and and uh, let them watch the rest of the game, which I think is real cool uh, in terms of what they, the decision they made for that uh, that ruling. Um, because, you know, you talk about targeting. You, you get penalized. One, you get ejected. Then you get a 15-yard penalty on top of that. And then third thing, you got to go to the locker room. Yeah. Uh, so you're really, really just punishing punishing a player for something that, you know, he's just going out playing playing hard. And that's just the way Kenzo play. He played with heart. Uh, he's going to play hard. Had on you, Charles. And, uh, and just the way he played, but that's what we talk about. We talk about effort. He's talking about effort there, Charles. So uh, he does a real good job of things he do. Uh, Chair loose. He missed. Um, he missed the game Saturday. Will he be ready for this Saturday? Well, we're still waiting on some things to to, to break loose with Cherry loose, and uh, hopefully we'll know something by tomorrow. If he's not on the field tomorrow morning, uh, probably be missing on Saturday. So uh, that's a good thing about depth. We got Charles at the linebacker position. We got guys that come in and really play at that position. So right now, you know, we got to wait till tomorrow and, and see how things go with him and uh, and his protocol and stuff like that. But not this week. It'll be they have enough time to prepare uh, at the bye week and get ready for battle. Wallace Melton, number ten, uh, went down. What is his status? I think he's going to see the doctor on tomorrow in terms of his knee. Um, I think it's maybe just a grade MCL spring or something like that. And I hope that's all it is and doesn't require surgery. But I think, uh, you know, with him, I saw him today. He's walking on it um, in good spirit. That's the thing about these young men, child. They, 
they want to be on the field. And the thing he was talking about all the way on the sideline, I'm, just wrap it up, you know, I'm ready to play. Play with heart. Um, really bother them until they really get to notice and what's really wrong with them. Um, was watching and, and paying attention to some of the Facebook posts throughout the course of the game, and uh, a point came up about our offense and getting under center more out of the gun and under center. Is that, is that something that you're looking at? Are you just comfortable with, with where things are with that operation? I think what we do, it fits us in terms of what we do, Charles. And, uh, you know, I'll ask that question today about uh, playing up on the center um, and all that kind of stuff. We got up on the center one time. Uh, during the course of the game, we tossed the ball out to the left, and, and that's when um, Howard scored a touchdown on that toss play. But uh, not really uh, a big fan of that right now, Charles, unless we really, and in the crunch time, we have to do it. But I don't think it's a necessity, uh, necessity right now uh, to where we have to just get up on the center. I think that every snap that comes, probably about 95% of the snaps, NFL and professional, is, is in the shotgun. So. Um, you know, it's not something we're really looking forward to right now. Uh, from the text question, from the text line, 601-301-2611. Good evening, Coach. Um, running more screen plays or bootlegs for the quarterback, why not do more of that? Yeah, that's something we do have in our, in our playbook, uh, bootlegs, screens, and, and all that thing. We, we try to run uh, during the course of the game against uh, McNeese, and they kind of blew it up uh, a little bit, but uh, we're not going to shy away from it. That's something we can still we can still do in the near future. There's screen plays and, and bootlegs. We had a couple of bootlegs in the in the two lane game uh, that didn't fire out so well. Uh, but we're not going to shy. Keep them ready. Kevin McGee down in Baton Rouge, text in coach with the talent that we have at the tight end position. When are we going to see them in the passing game more? It's in the upcoming. It's in the upcoming. Uh, you know, we threw we threw one to the tight end this past game. Um, he, he dropped it, so we're not going to shy away from him. Uh, we just got to get him more involved. And I think that we have a, we have tight ends that that can make plays for us at that position. Talk about your speech to your team um, after the game. I listening to your interview with Cedric Tillman, it almost sounded like you would say you choked you were choked up about it, but you were you were really you were pleased. You know, with, with considering where we were sitting this time last week and all the talk. How we're able to bounce back, our second longest road trip of the year, uh, going down there to Lake Charles, a night game and all of that. For us to bounce back against uh, against McNeese, considering what happened against Tulane, you know, what was going on in your in, in your gut as those zeros were on the clock and we got that victory? You know, the biggest thing is, is Charles, you know, you hear and you don't hear, but uh, just the vibe that you get when these young men's out there playing, pouring their hearts out into to make an effort to make plays and and to win and, and, and play at a high, a high standards, high standards uh, that we ask for as coaches. And then when something great happened for them, you always get excited. You get emotional behind it because you know what kind of situation we put these young men in to make plays and, and, um, and win. As coaches, that's our ultimate goal, you know, put these young men in, in position to win, not only on the field but off the field. You see how – you can see how much these guys put into their education part uh, when the grades come in and, and things of that nature. You see the young men grow up from freshmen uh, to seniors, and, and, and at their senior year, you want everything that can happen for them positive that can happen. Um, you want it to happen. See the young men bounce back from a two-game losing streak and, 
and going into McNeese State and, and win a win a very great game against a great football program, that means a lot. That means a lot. And it should show you how well, what kind of character these young men have. They don't ever quit. Uh, these men put a lot into it. They put a lot of effort into it. And um, go out and compete each and every day, you know, for the fans and, and for uh, their, their household and, and for their friends. Show your school spirit, plus get $100 with an addition financial Aspire checking account designed just for college students. Join the official financial institution of the UCF Knights, Seminole State College, and Valencia College and get a debit card with your school's design. There's no minimum balance fee and no money down to open your account. Plus, no hoops to jump through to get your $100. Visit additionfi.com slash openaspire to join now. Federally insured by NCUA friends and like that, you know, just not to be able to let them down um, and things they put into this game, Charles. And that's what, that's what makes me feel good about the young men we coach today and this coaching staff. You know, you get talked about a little bit, and, um, but just to understand that we, we are coaches. And, um, you know, everybody pay to, get, pay to watch the game. Uh, we can't tell them what to say. But what we can do is not allow them to, to lowrate these young men that we coach each and every day and we know what kind of character they carry inside them and how much effort they put into the education part and also when it's time to play the game, how to play it the right way. And um, we had three penalties for 45 yards. You know, these the kids take a lot of pride in what they do during the course of the week. Uh, and they, they really do. So at that point, that's how I get emotional because of the things these young men go through through the course of the week. And then on Saturday, go out and participate in a, in a physical ball game that they love the most and – and try and win, not only for themselves, but the fans that, that sit in the stands as well. Well, the emotional part is something. I saw I saw a video of Coach McKinney, the coach of Texas Southern. They beat Southern 24 to nothing. The first shutout by Texas Southern over Southern since 1971. He was interviewed after the game, and he was in tears. The emotion there, because a lot of folks have been railing on Texas Southern and that sophomore quarterback body. Is he going to get any better? Is Texas Southern going to get any better? Is that defense going to get any better? Is that program going to get any better? And that was one of the big ups, the biggest upset of the year so far in the conference. And just what you said, just how much work that goes into each and every game and how you see the fruits of your labor. And obviously for Texas Southern, what they did against Southern, it's, it shocked the SWAC world for sure. But uh, just you know, when you're on the winning side of that and knowing all the hard work that goes into it, it does, it, it does choke you up sometimes. Yeah, you know, just to being so proud of these young men that, that play this sport, Coach, you know, I – I sit around and I, I talk to these young men and, and try to get them to understand the, the, the life lesson that they learn in the course of the year. Um, you know, we mentor these young men as if they're ours. Um, you know, that's how we get a lot of these recruits in. And, um, you know, three-star kids that, that, we, that we got here on this football program. You look at the Howard, uh, you look at the um, C.J. Bowler, and all those guys that came here from those Division One schools, the FBS uh, schools, and and those guys pretty much recruited us uh, to come here. You know, um, I recruited Howard out of high school. Um, and C.J. Bowler right there from Purvis, Mississippi. You know, those guys like that, and, and you see the effort they put into it just to come back here. And uh, that's why I think the, the HBCU is really rising, uh, Charles, to the fact that we're, we're getting those kind of players. And uh, uh, we, we're winning uh, on the recruiting side of getting these uh, three- and four-star kids uh, at the HBCU, so that's what we really strive at. And then you go out and compete uh, with a top-notch 
FBS teams such as Tulane uh, that went up there and beat Kansas State, um, you know, unheard of. You know, you're competing against top-notch teams, you know. You talk about number 10, Stephen F. Austin in the FCS, and, and you talk about McNeese State that's one of the um, teams that always made the playoff in the FCS. And um, you have to compete against those guys, and, and you come out just on top of uh, almost can be uh, almost you can be two and one um, in a non-conference schedule um, if we don't let the one also slip away. And these guys compete hard, and that's the thing I like about this program that I that I that I hit of Charles. That I see the growth in these guys each and every day. Um, how much they put into the education part, and how much they put into coming out and competing every morning uh, in the course of a uh, of practice. Um, special teams, you talked about that. And we'll be transitioning into Pine Bluff in a moment. Uh, last couple of weeks, people have been asking about uh, our, our punter from Southern Utah. What's his status? The last couple of weeks, it's been, you've been talking about it. What's his status well, now? And we got, we got the ruling out today. He would not be with us uh, this season, Charles. Uh, but Keanu going to continue to do our punting and our field goal kicking. Doing a great job, and I talk to him every day. Um, you know, just to keep them comfortable. And sometimes those guys put me at bay, you know, uh, the way they carry themselves at practice, you know. I think it's just something common to, to build a relationship with, with, with specials like that. Uh, and Keanu, uh, Jason Longcore, you got Lorenzo um, Garcia's, um, you got Jason um, Caldwell, those guys that, that really put a lot into their special play and in, in holding and kicking punts and, and kicking off and stuff like that. So you need those guys, and you have to build a relationship with those guys like that. So that's what, that's the passion I have with those guys during the course of practice. I'm always standing around watching them as they work on their craft during the course of the week. So Keanu will be doing all of our kicking? Yeah, for right now, Keanu will be doing uh, our punt and our extra point field goal. Okay. And uh, Lorenzo Garcia's will be kicking off for us. All right, we'll take a break right here. When we come back, we'll look at – UAPB will do a dive into Doc Gamble's ball club. I think it'll be worth the price of admission on Saturday night at 6 o'clock for high school and community colleges. There are a lot of kids on campus. Big day, high school day, UAPB, Braves football. We'll take a break. We'll break it down after this timeout. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we provide more than $150 billion each year in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about money for college at studentaid.gov. I got it. I got it, too. Of course I got it. Did you get it? Still unsure about getting the COVID-19 vaccine? Get the facts. Sign up and get your vaccine today. And let's stop COVID in its tracks. It's on you. Learn about why other people like you got it and how you can get it at igotitms.com. This message is brought to you by the Jackson Heart Study Community Engagement Center. And the Mississippi SEAL Team. Right, welcome back to the Fred McNair program. I'm Charles Ibn. Glad you can join us. All right, Coach, here we go. Let's look at the UAPB, a team that beat Lane 48-42, to beat uh, North American 76-3, to and then lost 63-7 to to Oklahoma State. So let's look at this team. 
The most veteran quarterback in the Southwestern Athletic Conference, Fred McNair, plays on UAPB's roster. His name is Skylar Perry. He's been with that program since 2018. He was 11 of 27 last week, but uh, you look at what he did last year against us at Pine Bluff. We were, we were down 26 to 7. He was spraying the ball all over the yard. We're going to be looking at him on Saturday. You look at this defense, you look at who they played, you look at Doc Gamble, you look at this program. What do you expect from the Golden Lions as they roar in here Saturday? Nothing but their best, Charles, and um, they're going to give us out their, their best shot. Uh, I know Skyler Perry, he's a very nippy quarterback. Uh, South Paul guy is going to throw it very well. Um, percentage right at 57%, uh, you know, coming off the bat in the game they played. Scoring a lot of points. And, um, we got to be up to the task on our defense side of the ball to kind of slow them down um, and outscore them, you know. So that's one thing that's going to be our biggest task and making sure we stop them, making sure we putting up points at the same time. Had a rough outing last year. Had a rough outing last year. So uh, the players understand that. And I was talking to them on yesterday uh, during the course of the team meeting and getting them to understand we just got to play a full 60-minute ball game. Uh, can't be a half. Uh, we got a 60-minute game. What is it about Skylar Perry? I mean, is his veteran presence, his savvy, been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, he's seen a lot of swag football. You know, is, is that what he's about, just his veteran poise, his veteran presence, the calming presence? I mean, you know, he looked that way in the first half last year when we were down 26-7. to We rallied and won the game, but Skylar Perry is a guy that's, uh, that's seen a lot. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta put the head on him, Charles. We just gotta make him make mistakes. We gotta get him out of his comfort zone. I think that's the biggest thing. Our toughest task is gonna be for our defense to get him out of out of the comfort zone. Uh, in, in terms of things that he does well, you know, and um, that's moving around in the pocket, uh, making plays. So if we be able to do that, I think we'll be we'll be great against him. What about their running attack, led by Mimes and Rogers and Edwards and Britton? Those guys are uh, ground and pound. Uh, that that's what they do. Yeah, they've been rushing the ball pretty good, Charles, in three games. 672 yards, you know, in rushing. Uh, they're averaging um, almost 102 yards a game on the ground. So that's the biggest thing is, you know, got to slow that rushing attack down as well. You know, uh, those guys run the ball very hard. Touch task force on offense on, with Skylar Perry in the passing and uh, those guys running the football. About their receiver core with with Dawkins and Moses, the tight end, 6'5", 227. Um, a lot of receivers have touched the football so far for UAPB. Yeah, they got they got some receivers. I knew uh, Prince. You know, he's probably one of the biggest guys they they gonna throw it to. He got twelve catches. Um, he averaged fifty eight yards a game. Um, you know, got to be able to to man them up and, and play our type of football. So. Uh, to make sure we we doing our job. It's not about what they do. It's about what all Corn Braves do in terms of playing the game uh, that's supposed to be played the right way. Defensively, uh, Coach McNair, two fumble recoveries, eight sacks, three interceptions through the first three games. What concerns you about this Golden Lion defense? Well, they cause problems. They they, they they big up front. Uh, and see, watch them the day on them. Um, in places, and uh, we we gonna find the weakness. Uh, throughout the rest of this week and kind of scout them and, and see what we can do best in terms of our offense to, to score points against these guys. Uh, but we got to play. we got to come out uh, with a hair on fire, you know, uh, and, and play a solid offensive ball. Then on that defense, Coach, you got Peppers, the junior from Greenville with 16 tackles, and on the end, 
in the middle of that defense. So Ryan Woods with 14 tackles, very stout in the middle of that defense. They are with the linebackers at the linebacker position. They're very stout. You know, we got a got a cornerback and uh, two as well. So um, very challenging. I think the linebacker core is the, is the most uh, probably the most talented team on the field uh, in terms of playing, making plays, and, and making tackles. Well, coach, here we are. I mean, we're de- we're done with non-conference. It's all about the swag the rest of the way. For most of the teams in the conference, it's swack, swack, swack. A lot of swack games on Saturday, including ours. You've got uh, Grambling, Bethune, Cookman. You've got Jackson and Valley. You've got, I think, A&M and Florida A&M. Um, and you look at the scores, a crazy, crazy Saturday in the conference. I mean, Grambling had Jackson on the ropes for a half before Jackson pulls away. You have Southern losing to Texas Southern in Coach Dooley's first game in the conference as Southern's head coach. Uh, if this is what we saw this past Saturday as a sign of things to come in the conference, it's going to be a wild ride between now and uh, Thanksgiving, isn't it? You know, the biggest thing is Charles and, and, and his team know uh, what we have to do. Uh, we have to worry about all corn uh, and the way we play the game. And we come out every week and, and prepare uh, all corn brand of football on the field for 60 minutes. And uh, everything else is going to take care of itself, Charles. And, uh, and I'm a firm believer of that. And I think that, that this game, this pass against McNeese State, was a, was a wake-up call for us, and, and it's going to get us on the right track. You know, we got a good Pine Bluff team coming in here. Um, we played them last year. They tough. Doc Gamble, you know, he coached here before. He knew all about – Running backs uh, coach. Uh, yes, yeah, my philosophy of, of a team, you know. So, proud to come back here and, and coach against us, and, um, and he's going to have those guys ready to play. Uh, we just got to match their intensity and the way they playing and uh, – and raise our just a little bit more than what they're doing. Uh, I think we're capable of doing that, and I think when by the end of this week we have this team ready to play a very physical ball game on Saturday here at Castle Stadium. We've seen some physical. Uh, watching games in college football so far this season, we're seeing a physical brand of football, not only in SWAC games, SWAC teams out of conference. The physicality that I'm seeing watching some of these games is uh, is kind of off the charts for me. Is that that's not unusual. I mean, we know football is a physical sport, but we're seeing a lot of hitting out there. You know, the biggest thing is, Charles, and I, I tell people this all the time, I rather watch a good college football game uh, than an NFL game. And, and the reason I say that, because those guys in the NFL, they don't uh, But these young men that, that we coach every day on, this college, on the collegiate level, uh, they got something to prove. They're trying to get there. And they're going to play physical, they're going to play hard, and they're going to play tough. And and that's the thing that, that I like about college football. Um, these guys got something to prove, and they're going to go out and play a physical ball game each and every weekend. This is a big weekend, high school and community colleges. There are a lot of kids on campus, a lot of uh, opportunity to showcase the university. This game will be on HBCU.go, one of the media platforms, along with uh, ESPN. Charlie Neal will be here. The legendary broadcaster Charlie Neal will be here to do the game for HBCU.go. So a lot of a lot of stuff on campus this week. Interesting week coming up. Be exciting weekend for us, Charles, and uh, before this university as well. Uh, just to just to showcase the university, the student walk around and, and see the campus. It's a beautiful campus, uh, and what we have to offer here at Alcorn State University as a as a university. So kids get a chance to see it firsthand. Um, they didn't get a chance to come to a good football game. Get a chance to see the Braves firsthand. Uh, those who haven't seen them, so. I'm very excited, and I hope the fans show up uh, to this venue um, to support the young men that that, that really work hard each and every day to come out and uh, 
and try and win ball game. I think it'll be a high-scoring game, just like it was last year, 39-38 in Pine Bluff after being down 26-7. Well, Coach, finally, you get this one. You won last week against McNeese. You win this. You got a bye week coming up before you got Valley and Southern. You get this, get healthy, get into the bye week. I think uh, it'll be on the up and up for this Braves team. You know, the biggest thing is this ball game coming up next, Charles, against the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, you know, uh, try to get this victory here this weekend will be huge. Uh, you know, I, I don't look ahead. Stay at what's at Bay, and that's the Pine Bluff game uh, here on, that, on Saturday. So um, we're going to go out and try to get these guys ready. Uh, start back practice tomorrow. Clued, glued in to, to what we're going to teach them in terms of uh, what they're going to do. So offense and defense and, and special team. You know, it's got to be – have another almost a perfect game uh, against these guys we're going to play this weekend, Charles. So uh, these young men, they're up to the task. I can see it in their eyes uh, during the course of last night practice. Um, I know you are a big fan of the Weather Channel. You watch the Weather Channel every night. What's, what's, what is it going to look like on Saturday? I know it's going to be hot most of the week, a little cool down later in the week. It's going to be a little humid, Charles, down on that grass down there, man. I, <laughs> uh, I can imagine pregame uh, Saturday how humid it's going to be. But well, it's going to be a little warm, Charles. Uh, so bring your Hawaiian shorts and, <laughs> and your shirt. <laughs> so, so you can fight that heat with me, Charles. I thought, I thought we were done with the heat, but not so fast, my friend. We're going to have a good, we're going to have a good week of heat, Charles. Oh, well, it's, going to be, yeah. it's going to be a little steam. Yeah, I was, I was ready for the cool down. But let's hope the Braves stay hot. Coach, let's go get them. Awesome, Charles. Together we rise. Together we rise. Oh, because I want to ask you, there's a sign by the locker room that says, Together we rise. When is that? Where is that going to go up? When is it going to go up? We're going to hang that right over the door as we come out. All right. All right. Yes, sir. Well, so it, it should be going up uh, this week before Saturday. It should be up. Maybe Cedric will get a shot of that. Maybe we can use that as a pretty good backdrop. That'll be awesome. Coach, we appreciate it. Let's go get him. All right. Thank you, guys. That's the Fred McNair program here on this Monday night. Glad you can join us. We appreciate all the text. We appreciate Marquise joining in. It's a good week over in Lake Charles. Let's make it a better week here as we take on UAPB. Bring your popcorn. It's going to be a fun one, I think. A high-scoring game just like it was in Pine Bluff. That'll do it for the Fred McNair program. For our producers, Cedric Tillman and Jamario Brooks, I'm Charles Edmond. We'll talk to you at the same time next Monday night. So long. 2016, but soon soured on him and started staunchly <laughs> supporting Democrats.